What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Captain's Quarters, the unofficial Star Trek rewatch podcast where we are rewatching the entire Star Trek franchise, starting at the beginning of the official chronology, starting with Star Trek Enterprise. Today we're talking about Star Trek Enterprise Season 4, Episode 3, called Home. My name is Gabe, and I'm with my co-captain named Jason. How's it going, Jason? Make it so. Hello there, everyone. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? Fantastic. So, so for any new listener, listeners who might be joining us, Jason, how much Star Trek have you seen? Uh, a lot. Have you seen all Star Trek ever? Um, yes, at least once. Okay. And some more often than others. Great. So yeah, so so Jason is basically the expert. I'm the young No, no, no. I'm no, the Padawan. Oh, still learning. No, 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 no. No master, no, no. No master, no apprentice, no no master, no Padawan or Jedi or whatever you want to call it. No, no. Okay. I, I don't accept that. I'm just I'm just a fan. Okay. I'm always learning too. We're always students at this. Okay. All right. Well, you've seen more Star Trek than me let's just leave it at that how's that sound okay yeah that's fair yeah that's cool okay all right so we're early in season four and this is the third episode after a small arc where the enterprise has returned to earth um after a long arc of them trying to destroy this weapon that was going to destroy earth uh, they succeeded in that mission. They won this war against this uh, alien race called the Zindi. They're back on Earth. It's been a long time since they've been home, so they're excited. This is like a l- extended shore leave for them. And in many ways feels like the end of their mission. Um, they're... Uh, and like and for all intents and purposes it is the end of their mission um i don't think in this episode we know what any sort of continuation of of their their journeys on the enterprise will be and so captain archer meets up with his former girlfriend who was another captain in starfleet named erica hernandez uh I think she's the captain of the Starfleet's only other Warp 5 starship, if I'm not mistaken, the Columbia? That's correct. Yeah. Yep, that's correct. NXO2. NXO2, okay. Uh, So in the episode, Archer is debriefing on on his mission in the Expanse. Uh, The Vulcans are present at the debriefing. The, The Vulcans are kind of drilling him on this one incident on the Silea, which was this Vulcan ship that had disappeared in the Expanse. They were questioning um, Captain Archer's actions because um, in that episode, they were attacked by the Vulcans and the Vulcans had sort of converted into these like zombies. Uh, uh, Right. uh. (laughs) But they they were... the Vulcans weren't themselves. They were irreparably damaged by um, at that at that time it was the Trellium D right that had converted them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Archer ended up killing uh, those Vulcans, and um, <clears throat> his uh, the 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 Vulcan High Commander is that his title, Jason? um ambassador saval ambassador thank you ambassador saval who we've seen throughout this series who's never been a fan of archer and doesn't really seem to be a fan of humans in general um is really grilling archer and kind of making it sound like maybe archer's actions weren't justified but us being witnesses to that episode i think we can agree they were justified but archer doesn't take this well um he definitely loses it loses his cool later on tells admiral forrest um he, he calls saval a son of a bitch and yeah <laughs> so 
that debriefing doesn't go well. So Archer is in desperate need of some R and R because he um, he carries a lot of guilt because he he believes that the Zindi incident was spurred on by their initial sort of explorations. Like he he thinks in a way, had they not gone out and explored, then none of this would have happened. That these millions of people on Earth would never have been killed. But he also blames dis- decisions that he made to survive out there in space, like torture and marooning innocent people, like when he stole their um, their warp drives or reactors, uh, something that I had a problem with when in that episode. Um, so I felt a little vindicated that he was struggling with that. <laughs> But him and his girlfriend go go mountain or they go like rock climbing out in wilderness, and Archer's just trying to get away um, from everybody. Because although he kind of came home as a hero, he just he's just really has internal strife about about everything, and um, he's just trying to figure out how to deal with it, and he he can't really figure out how to deal with it. And his his uh, his ex girlfriend who's with him. Uh, kind of helps um, helps him talk about it helps him deal with it to a to a degree but I think he has a lot of work to do um, in that regard <clears throat> and then meanwhile to Paul is goes back to Vulcan her home planet she invites Tucker to go with her it's um, is it 12 light years away or 16 light years away 16 16 16. 16. They go there. They stay at at T'Pol's mother's house. So that was kind of cool. Um, turns out T'Pol is not super popular amongst her people. They blame her for the incident at Pajem. And they uh, they believe that, that T'Pol has, has just violated all kinds of Vulcan tradition. Uh, including her her handling of of her like arranged marriage uh, to Koss, and her mom is clearly dealing with this. hasn't like outright rejected to Paul. hasn't like disowned her or anything, but clearly has has issues. Um, and Tucker is in an awkward spot because. Um, as it turns out, he has feelings for T'Pol. Uh, uh, T'Pol's mother does say, like, we Vulcans suppress our emotions, but we're very in tune with certain things. She goes, I can tell that you're in love with T'Pol. And so so now I guess, I don't know if we ever knew that. I, I guess we maybe assumed that was the case, that Tucker loved T'Pol. But now we know it. Now we know that to be true. And, um, but to Paul, um, decides to restore her mother's sort of like honor, I guess, by like honoring her engagement to Koss. And so, you know, she doesn't do so super willingly, but she's going to marry Koss, this Vulcan. And, the the episode ends with the the like wedding ceremony about to begin she kisses tucker on the cheek and then heads to the altar and they they kneel at the altar and there's like a vulcan priest who starts reading the um starts uh you know doing the ceremony and i think the episode cuts away before they officially like get married and i I do want that's correct i do wonder if uh tucker's gonna interject with uh wait a minute you know what i mean does anyone protest and i i don't know i kind of wonder if he's going to protest but uh that was it so yeah um we got buddy actually did you intentionally skip the barroom fight no i forgot about it okay why don't you why don't you let us know what happened there because i don't i remember the part yeah so (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, so I'm glad um so I'm glad this episode talked um addressed this. Um so the Enterprise comes back and the crew are all hell the hero the conquering heroes, right? They save Earth, they save Vulcan from this big attack by the Zindi. Although essentially they save Earth and they save Vulcan from total annihilation. However, from a couple of episodes ago, you know, last season, um, the Zindi did attack Earth, destroying parts of Florida, the Caribbean, and killing about 7 million people. And so, in the aftermath of that, there is still xenophobia on, the, on planet Earth. And for those who, those individuals who are not serving in Starfleet, um, there is this bigotry, xenophobia amongst people. And happenstance, there is a scene in the episode where uh, Lieutenant Reed, Ensign Mayweather, and Dr. Phlox go down to planet Earth. they drinking at a bar. Lieutenant Reed is signing autographs, uh, you know, to some fans, I guess you would say. And lo and behold, a, I don't know if this was a drunk patron or just someone who holds, uh, you know, this fear, uh, and he kind of gets in the face of Dr. Phlox and in the, t- uh, at the bar table with Phlox, Mayweather, and Reed, and Mayweather and Reed start, st- you know, they stand up for Dr. Phlox, and then they start a barroom brawl, and then in... D- Dr. Phlox's defense, you know, he kind of blows up his face like a pufferfish, which was, I assume, a defense mechanism. And that's pretty cool that, you know, he kind of holds his breath and he becomes, his head becomes this pufferfish kind of deal. And so, later on in the episode, uh, Dr. Phlox and Ensign Sato? Lieutenant Sato? I thought it was Ensign. Hoshi are in the medical bay, and Hoshi is you know, saying, hey, you know, let's, you know, are you excited for tonight? You know, we're going to go down to Madame Chang's uh, for their famous egg drop soup. And, and Dr. Phlox becomes a little reticent about going back down because of the incident that he faced. And maybe it's because of the xenophobia and maybe it's because he's a little embarrassed that he had to puffer fish his face. Um, but he becomes an apologist a little bit. And we see how she kind of We seem, you know, she says, you know, that's not how you stand up to bigots and racists and xenophobes and all that kind of stuff. And, and so, and so, but she respects his decision to stay on the ship and decides to bring back, uh, like a good friend, uh, a takeaway of the egg drop suit. Yes. That was kind of, kind of a heartbreaking scene that. That was you could tell it was something he was really looking forward to because I do believe it was the xenophobia that he was avoiding. Um, yeah. In that he was kind of like, no, I have, I can't leave my animals, but yeah. Um. You know, and he was t- taking it the best he could, but you definitely felt for him there. Um. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Also, one thing we didn't, or I didn't say, was that Soval and Archer do kind of kiss and make up. That's true. Uh, Soval, yes. Soval does does sort of swallow his pride and admit that Archer did a good job and that he did save not only the humans, but also Vulcan. Because the Zindi, um, had they succeeded, the the sphere builders uh, were going to take over um, more than just just Earth and the Zindi Expanse uh, or the Delphic Expanse. They were going to take over everything, which would have included Vulcan. So that was a, a rare moment uh, of humility for Saval. And, and he uh, also reaches out his hand uh, and shakes Archer's hand. Yeah. Which is... You know, which is a big deal. Um, it was yeah, a big deal. It was pretty cool. Yeah. 
So I, what'd you think of this episode, Jason? Um, so I, I love this episode. I've, you know, for you and our listeners, I've been harping on this for a long time. I've been waiting for a character driven episode and, you know, some, I'm, I know some people will say, Hey, you know, this is, it lacked plot. It lacked, you know, whatever the case might be. But this is really, 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 I thought to me, was a well-done Star Trek Enterprise episode. This was a well-character-driven episode where we see a little bit of the growth, the PTSD uh, from Jonathan Archer, uh, you know, the interactions between T'Pol and, and Tucker. That was fantastic. I love that, um, and the barroom flocks and Hoshi Sato. I thought, you know, was absolutely brilliantly done. Um, and and I know Sato's scene was what two minutes. Mm-hmm. I thought that really. Um, I thought Linda Park did a fantastic job in that in those two minutes that was a memorable kind of part of the scene where you know she was encouraging him to stand up encouraging flocks to stand up to this to these bigots and to the to the xenophobes and all that kind of stuff and being a really good friend so i really admired that and i was like wow she's actually showing a little bit of you know yeah oomph Mm -hmm. you know to her character yeah and this is absolutely an episode that i've been waiting for um for a long long time because totally there are a lot of things that we can take away, you know, from they address the xenophobia to Jonathan Archer's, you know, his PTSD and his, his, um, you know, his, uh, the conflict that he's going through. You know, he, he went out as a bright eyed explorer and he comes back, you know, a different person, you know, grown and... You know, he's having a hard time accepting the fact that he's being welcomed as a hero, and yet internally he doesn't feel like a hero. Yeah. Um, you know, and then... To Paul and, you know, and Tucker, that whole... The, the, the life bond of Vulcans, and, you know, finally the expression of, you know, care for each other. Um, so yeah, I, I love this episode. I'm, you know, for me, this gets three pips. The unscientific, you know, my own kind of rating, it gets three pips out of four. Uh, it was great. I loved it. Awesome. It gets a commander rating for sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking about you, buddy, because I was like, man, this is that. This is the character-driven episode Jason has been wanting. I definitely thought of you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's what makes you, for me anyways, kind of, it makes me feel closer to the characters. That there's more to it than, you know, Alien of the Week or Zindi Arc and it's go, 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 we gotta find this and that and, you know, stop this and stop that and all that kind of stuff. And I wish we got a similar episode. You know, I think I wish that we had gotten more character episodes earlier in the season. Or I mean, I'm sorry, earlier in the friend in this. You know, in you know, in season one or season two or even season three. I wish we've gotten more. So, but as they say, let late better late than never. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Great, great show. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, same same thing. Um, I I definitely appreciated uh, the the reflection on the characters and their journey, and and them them dealing with things that that have transpired and have come up along the way. Um, and I I do I do wonder how it's going to shape them going forward. Because uh, I assume they're going to head back out and kind of what that's going to mean for everybody. Um, 
So I'm looking forward to see where the season goes because I really have no idea what's going to happen. Maybe they'll be they'll be shoved into a, a new journey via some new threat. I could see that happening. Um, I do hope that Archer goes and finds that group he marooned and uh, gives them some some warp coils or whatever that was. And... I thought that. See, I knew. I thought that you were gonna be like, oh, there it is. There it is. He does feel bad. I mean, there's not much he can do about it now, but he does at least. At least he felt bad, right? Got to give him that. See, I feel like they're just a a short a short warp skip jump away you can just go give him a couple warp coils no hard feelings here's a couple uh barrels of uh some some french some french vintage or something uh you know i don't something to make up for it what do you think uh so i i think i think that would be great but i i think we're a little past <laughs> Um, speaking of, well, sort of speaking of French vintage, um, what do you think he ordered at the bar? He said to the barman, one scotch, please. What do you think, what do you think he's drinking, what, what do you think he's drinking? Think he's Highlands? Isla? Mm. Think he's a peat monster? Um, well. Think he's Lowlands? Campbelltown? <laughs> Man, uh, that's that's a hard one, buddy. I'm gonna go space side. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna space side. Okay. Bel, uh, Belveni. Okay. Bal Balveni. Balveni. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. I like that one. I I but I have no clue. What do you think it was? Yeah. No. 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 It's just an interesting because okay, listeners. Gabe and I are both. Admirers of scotch and a few other uh, adult beverages, so that's why I asked because you know it was something that you know we both can, that we both also share. Drink responsibly, though, but yes. Mm hmm. Or or don't. It's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> so so Jason Jason had introduced me to uh, Dalwini, which that's a Highland one, right? It is a Highland yeah. one, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very honey, but it's just out of this world. It's so good. Um, if you're one of those Scotch people who's passed... Because I feel like a lot of people are actually are actually attracted to the peatiness at first. But once you get past that phase, the Laphroaig phase or whatever, whatever gets you into <laughs> the peaty thing, go go the other other end of the spectrum with some Dalwhinnie and you'll never go back. Do you agree? Uh, yes. And I, you know, I don't know because I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think most people, when they think scotch, I think they think Laphroaig or Ardbeg or an Isla, the peat heavy Lagavulin, the heavy peaty stuff. Mm -hmm. But what is not known outside of the Scotch world, whiskey world, that there is a whole spectrum, as Gabe just mentioned, of sweet, honey, soft kind of deal, you know, to meaty, smoky, peaty kind of deal. So, but yeah, I totally agree. I think, and I think wherever your journey starts, I think that's what it is. Make it a journey and explore. Mm-hmm different kinds but don't but don't stop exploring if you haven't had Delwini yet that would be yeah weird. exactly <laughs> exactly <clears throat> although my my tastes have changed because I, I used to really like the Highland the Highland Park one um yeah mm -hmm. and and now I you know I just don't I don't really care for that one anymore so See, it's a journey, right? Yeah. It's a journey. That's 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 what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Or you know, palettes change and go from one and go to another and you find something that you like and then you find something that's kind of like that and keep exploring. Right. 
Um, so, Vulcan. We got some yeah. some pretty cool shots of Vulcan. Yes. Did you know? First time we've ever seen cities, actually. Really? We've never really seen cities. Okay. Yeah. So that shot, you know, above to Paul's home province, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, we usually see Vulcan as this kind of desolate, you know, monkish kind of uh, scenery. But this time we actually got to see Vulcan. <clears throat> so, which was fun. Did you? It looked like it was a volcano planet to some degree. Yeah. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Was that, yeah. was that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. So every time we've seen Vulcan, it's incredibly hot. And it's red and magma lava and it's, you know, all that kind of stuff. I never knew that. Is there something special about Vulcan biology that enables to enables them to withstand that? Or do they just stay away from those areas? Do we know? Yeah, so I think there's... I, I don't think there's like Vulcan... Bi- you know, I think that they can withstand the heat, obviously, and the, the intense heat. But not necessarily the lava aspect of it. Okay. Um, you know, like, I think they would still get burned or whatever, but yeah, I think their threshold, their physiology, their threshold has been mentioned a couple of times that they are suited, um, for Vulcan. Yeah. There was a pretty cool shot with, with Tucker and T'Pol checking out these like statues and the statues mm-hmm. were, were kind of in the lava and it was just kind of like row of I'm sure notable Vulcans. Yep, I'm uh, sure. I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. I'm glad that um, you bring up Vulcans, um, because this was a pretty intense Vulcan episode. What did you make of T'Pol's mom being ejected from the Vulcan Science Academy? Um, or the Vulcan Academy... Because due to the politics of it, the spatial political politics of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it came as a big surprise. Um, I honestly, I was a little surprised that Paul's mom, Teles, was that her name? Yeah. Um, still welcomed Paul into her home. I thought I thought it was going to be more extreme. I thought Tapol oh, was like flat out not going to be walking home. Interesting. Interesting. Because, I mean, it, it, that's still her daughter, right? Yeah, but there's a lot of honor code type stuff here. Tapol yeah. acted just directly against. A lot of this this Vulcan tradition and everything, and they 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 seem to deal in absolutes so much. I can't see how Teles found the gray area to to f- allow to Paul back or whatever. But and she also wow. she also hid the truth from to Paul. Yes, yes, because she. I think she said she resigned from that academy she you're did. talking about. But she did. You're right. yes. She's basically forced to resign. Yes. Because and it's And that, to me, was way worse. They come up with this ridiculous fabrication. They falsify a scandal. And to say, hey, you know, because they, you know, they couldn't you know, punished to Paul and the Vulcan command, the Vulcan high command, the Vulcan ministry said, you know what? You're going to either resign or we're going to fire you in this completely fabricated scandal because of something else. And because of what your daughter did, I, the hypocrisy of it all. <laughs> oh, oh. The, uh, I, uh, and, Obviously, we've seen that in Vulcan cult, you know, the Vulcans of 2100, this era of Vulcans. And I'm really, like, 
pissed, but I'm also excited to see that there's not as they're not as polished statues as they would like to think. Right. Yep. It's true. I mean that a lot of pride that there. Was, that is wickedly evil to like to eject someone to eject the mother mm-hmm. to punish the mom because of what the daughter did and correctly so i might add i mean you know it was a listening post the vulcans are kind of a cult in a way yeah yeah and and they're not as uh they're not as polished as the as we as we know them to be in the future but that's exciting to me at the same time i have a lot of those duality kind of deals in this episode (laughs) Yeah, I I would have but before I knew anything about this this series or or Star Trek, I would have thought I would have put the Vulcans up on a pedestal with yeah. the sort of um like Jedi like uh sort of aura. But even the Jedi were not infallible. That's true. Although you and I have different feelings about this, but um, I, I know I know what you're going with. So no, 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 no. Not a, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just you know they're they're also prone to error. <laughs> it's true. But again, you know this thing. This facade that they... So I would agree with you if you would have said there would be Vulc... If she had faced Vulcans outside of her mother and they would they were the ones protesting. Like the scene on... Like the bar scene and the xenophobia, which I'm glad that they addressed on Earth. I would have liked to have seen that with to Paul and the Vulcans that harsh you know welcome home you're not the hero you're you actually betrayed us <laughs> to the Andorians yeah. <laughs> right yeah so yeah. that I would have that I would have thought of so can I just say um there were a couple of okay so there's two episodes one from the next generation and one from the original series that reminded me of those episodes and the next generation is called family or is it called family reunion anyways it's one of those and then a mock time in the original series where spock goes home and gets married to his life bonded wife but then we hear of Khalifi. Remember, you hear you hear to Paul say Khalifi. Oh yeah. We're a challenge, and so that kind of parallels to Pring or Spock's mate to also call Khalifi, and Kirk, and so Kirk and Spock have to fight to death. Yeah. Cable guy. And then. I'm sorry? Cable guy. I've seen Cable yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, if we don't fight, down, they will down, kill down. us both. Red Knight going down. Yeah. Down, down, down. Red Knight <laughs> going down. Anyways, um, I digress. And then the other episode, and this is where Picard comes back to his family and to his brother and to his sister-in-law and his nephew, a broken man. And also having PTSD and having to deal with this emotional trauma that he goes through by being the ordeals that he was dealing with. I'm not going to give it away that he was dealing with. And so to me, a lot of these of this episode kind of paralleled and kind of reminded me of those two episodes. And I and I and I wrote something down um, that this was kind of. Archer being Picard light 
in this episode where he comes back hailed the hero and yet he comes back a change a little bit of, a little bit broken if you would say would you say that he's a little broken yeah absolutely and so i wanted to touch on that a little bit because i think it's important for the breakdown or that we talk about in this episode is that First of all, when Captain Hernandez approaches Archer in the bar, mm-hmm. and he has this standoffish kind of reaction towards her, yeah. and, and throughout most of this episode, he has this conflicted standoffish episode, I was like, ooh, first of all, I thought they, I was like, ooh, do they have a history? And it felt like she hurt him. And later in the episode, we find out it was the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) He stopped seeing her. (laughs) And I was like, whoa. I was like, wow. I was a little bit surprised. And so, for him to open up to her about it was really interesting to me. And that was, again, Picard light in, from the Next Generation episode that, I, that it reminded me of a little bit. Um, and are, are we strictly speaking of Picard, the new series? No, 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 no. From Next Generation. From Next Generation. Got it. Okay. Season... Five episode one or two or something called Family or Family Reunion. It's one of my favorite episodes, and this is where a lot of our listeners will be like, okay, it's one of his favorite episodes, but he can't remember the name. But I have a terrible time remembering names, so sorry. <laughs> Speaking of callbacks, this episode featured guest appearances by a ton of Star Trek like veterans yeah so so the priest who who um the priest at the wedding the vulcan priest yes jack yes. donner was the actor Mm-hmm. he appeared in the original star trek series wow wow can i Can I stop you there just one... Can I pause you there one second? Yeah. So the words that he says were either verbatim or very similar to the words that T'Pau says in a mock time while... MCing? No, that's not the right word. While officiating... Yeah. The ceremony between Spock and Dupring. So that, those lines, you know, time and memorial or whatever it was that he said was very much either, and I don't remember, but it was either verbatim or it was very similar to the words that were spoken by Tapao. Wow. Okay. And I was like, wait, that sounds familiar. And I think... It was it was close or verbatim. So, in the original series, Jack Donner played Tal. Back in nineteen sixty eight, oh. the Enterprise incident. Yeah. Um, oh wow! But I believe this is the first time we've had someone. I could be wrong there. I don't know. Oh, Have we had any... He was a Romulan. He was the Romulan. Oh, really? If I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he was the second... I think he was the second command of a Romulan ship. Okay. Oh, that was a good episode. Oh, that's a good episode. To Paul's mom? To Les? Um... Did she have any Star Trek history? Maybe not. I may be wrong on that one. Okay. 
I don't know. Um, but, you know, so Forrest, he's played like 12 different Star Trek characters. Yep. We've seen him before, but. And this is the first time we've seen Admiral Forrest in a while. That's true. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I take back a bit what I said about a ton of okay star trek alum okay so can i ask you a question but so cost was in deep, oh. deep space nine. Oh, okay and tng oh okay but anyway sorry what were you saying yeah so i just wanted to ask so what did you think of the um exchange in the inquiry between archer and soval was Soval being harsh? Was Archer... Well, I mean, the fact that Saval... Being persecuted? The fact that Saval was honing in on... Like, the idea that Archer... Maybe acted in bad faith, or... Um, I guess murdered Vulcans is just just wrong you know now had he given given him crap about um marooning those people after stealing their warp (laughs) their warp coils (laughs) see see you know what's you know what's messed up too i love i love that man i love that buddy (laughs) you know what's messed up too i don't even care that he tortured people to get answers i i don't know like I, I generally obviously have a problem with that, but like, they were they were bad guys. I mean, yeah, they were they were criminals. So they were criminals. Yeah, I totally with you on that one. Sorry, I was reading some stuff. So Saval, played by Gary Graham, he's you know played other. I mean, we've seen him a lot, but he was in yeah. Voyager. Um. So. Yeah. Anyway. I just wanted to back up my claim that there was a lot of a lot of veterans in this. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Saval's Saval's kind of a douchebag. I mean, he always has been. Really. Yeah. Withholding the warp technology from the humans. Yeah. Yeah. Right from the get go. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, you know, Archer. In a way, I think. In a way. Again, I think, like Phlox, I think, you know, he's being, you know, the victim usually is an apologist for it, you know, when there's trauma. And um, in a way, he's kind of defending, like, you know, I, you know, I went out a bleary-eyed, wide-eyed, optimist explorer and I came back a hardened, you know, he tells Hernandez that. You know, why he wants to be alone and why he didn't want to have her kind of just show up, you know, while he's mountain climbing is that, you know, he he's jealous that he sees a younger, better version of himself in her because she hasn't been out there and she hasn't had to do the things that he wasn't ready for. And I think in a lot of ways, that's that's... It's growth, yes, you know, he's coming to terms with it. And I'm glad that they're that they addressed it a little bit in this episode. But, you know, he sees a lost bit of himself in that. I agree. And apparently Scott Bakula suggested in this episode that that they address these things. According to Wikipedia, he said... Ooh! I'm glad that he did that. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, he said uh, he wanted several questions to be covered, such as, how do they come back into society? How do they readjust their behaviors? What has happened to them? Or what has happened to them will always be inside of them every time they're confronted with new situations. So, uh, he wanted... um, he wanted that that this little 
this character development. So, yeah. Bravo, bravo, yeah. Scott Bakula, bravo for doing that. Because <coughs> it has been missing. <coughs> Agreed. So, do you think uh, Tucker's going to pull? Uh, is it the graduate? No, I think. I was half expecting to Paul to go, I, Ross, take the Rachel. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. My goodness. <laughs> I, I really thought that, I, yes, I thought, oh, man, the peck on the cheek. Yeah. The, you know, can I just say, go back, and I don't know if, if, this, if this was... I'm sure it was, but there was a little crack in Jolene Blaylock's voice Mm -hmm. as she's having that dialogue between her and Tucker by saying, I'm glad you decided to show or whatever it was. I forget what it was, but there was a little crack in her voice of like emotion. Mm Mm-hmm. Of like absolute bursting into tears or like, oh my god, I'm making a big mistake. I love you too, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think it's her that says, I, Ross, take thee, Rachel. I mean, Emily, Emily, Emily. And then, you know. He... <laughs> so. What about you? To you, it's on table that next episode when they show the rest of the wedding. That's a Paul admits her love for tucker i do i do okay you think it's the other way around you think it's no i I hadn't considered that yeah i i thought he was gonna (laughs) you know protest okay uh and then and then she would respond in turn but i just running into his arms yeah kind of and then I mean, even you though know, it would be cliche, intro. I think it would be appropriate. Because then you yeah. would know that it's real because T'Pol would be going against like all this tradition and right. the familial pressure and shame around it. But right. but you would know that those are her authentic feelings because, um, you know, despite those things she would yeah. she would be embracing them so yes i so buddy i'm glad you hinted on the familial piety kind of deal mm-hmm. cuz i do want to say that growing up as much as george takei the first asian american you know on screen in a serious role in tel- on television but for me, the Asian aboard the Enterprise was Spock. <laughs> <laughs> it was Spock. And the duality of being half human, half Vulcan, being an Asian American, uh, that familial piety, the guilt, the extreme pressures, the, you know you're going to serve in the Vulcan high command. I'm like, can you, if you just flipped it and said, you're going to be a doctor. (laughs) Nice. Okay. (laughs) The, the, like even the bold style haircut that Vulcans have to me has always been for me, the commentary (laughs) of being an Asian American. And I don't know if that's true for, a lot of people, but for me, it was Spock and it was Vulcans. <laughs> you do not show your emotion. <laughs> you know, even... <laughs> and I would argue Asians have have the tendency to be the most emotional, like, deep down. Um, but suppress it, suppress it, suppress it. Um, don't cry. Um, that is something that really hit home. That, like, kind of furthered in this episode. 
you know, the pride of like, I retired. No, you were fired. <laughs> no, you were no, you were forced to quit. <laughs> All that stuff. Like even the courtyard, the decor of the house that they mm. that, like yeah. that she grew up in. I'm like, huh. Hey mom, how's it going? And for those who don't know, Jason is of Asian descent. Yes, yes. So you know, for me. So you're speaking that's... speaking from experience. I just want to clarify. Yeah, that. It, it totally it totally speaks not from it's it totally speaks from like an outer close experience. I didn't exactly grow up in that kind of household, but I have friends and family who have, and so it definitely reminds me of. You know, were the words "you will be a doctor" ever uttered to you? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. So I can't. So so it's again. So it's not personal to me, mm-hmm. like me me, but friends and family. Yeah, I hear you. You're going to be a doctor. I hear you. Yeah. You're going to the Vulcan Science Academy. You are going to stay home and take care of your parents. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Okay. That guilt. <laughs> I hear you. All yeah. that stuff. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems to be spot on with, with the Vulcans. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a... Um, it's like a shame-based sort of culture and society. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 I mean, you know, we could probably have a whole episode. <laughs> 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 but yeah. So for me, growing up, and and you know, I I watched I I grew up with the reruns of the original series, not you know not that old. Um, but yeah, it was always Spock, and as much love as I do have for George Takei. I always like. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I can't wait to get to the original series. Because I, yeah. To me, I just know the like very mainstream Mm -hmm. image of Star Trek, and don't know anything about like how the ship on the string, you know, flying across, how Vulcans are presented, or anything about it. So. Yeah. Well, was there anything about this uh, episode you want to talk about besides what we already talked about? Uh, no, I think I think we've covered everything. Yeah, I think we've covered everything. Cool. Other than one last tidbit, um, Archer mentions a Captain Jeffries. Okay. Who designed the ships or whatever and i believe that's a tribute to matt jeffries the original oh wow wasn't there jeffries uh, tunnels or something yeah the jeffries tube, tube. is it named after matt jeffries matt jeffries designed the enterprise and all that kind of stuff so okay so i believe that's an homage to matt jeffries and the other thing is that there is a scene on earth between Archer and Hernandez, and he says something to the effect of, do you see that planet? It was the first M-class planet that we explored. So I believe later on, I believe there is a planet, and I don't know if this is true, but I believe there is a planet similar to that mentioned, I believe, in Star Trek The Next Generation or something, or somewhere. And the planet is Archer Four or something to that nature, and I, I'm 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 curious if that's the same. Oh wow! First planet they they named the first planet that the Enterprise NX01 discovered after Captain Archer. Wow! I don't know. It was interesting. That, but that'd be a hell of a like, co- huh. hell of a connection. Yeah, I know. I know. I love that. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thank you. As always. Thank you. Yep. And everyone who listens, thank you. We appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe and follow us on all the things. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Follow me on TikTok. 
username Gabora. And uh, until next time, live long and prosper. Oh, wait, Jason, wait, 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 one more time. One more thing. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Whoa, that was a close one. Yeah, yeah. As I said, live long and prosper. Re-edit, re-edit, re-edit. Yeah, go ahead. We got the Vulcan hand symbol. We did. And I think this is the first time in this entire series. Uh, I think so. And it's amazing that it came from Tucker. Yeah, Tucker did it to Teles and Teles responded yes. with it. Yes, yes. I was I was really surprised to see that. Yes. I was more surprised that it wasn't Vulcan to Vulcan. That it wasn't to Paul to Mom, to Paul to Koss, to Paul to this the officiant or whatever this whole series jason i was waiting for you to tell me it was one of those things that was like misquoted or like the like pop culture version had had misapplied it to vulcans or something like like the um we talked about this early on when we first started doing this okay. the Vulcan death grip yes um, the nerve pinch yes but, yes but see like people who don't know Star Trek think it's called yes. the Vulcan death grip or something yes yes and they, yes, yes. And, but that's not a thing no yeah it's, it's, it's the Vulcan nerve pinch no yeah and, uh-huh. and we haven't seen this sign like throughout this series and so I all along I was waiting for... We haven't. I don't think so because not even with those rebellious Vulcans that introduced to Paul to. No, I'm. No? I'm pretty certain of this. I'm like okay ninety ninety five percent sure. Okay, okay. I no, I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. I, yeah. Um. I yeah. No, I was I was surprised that we that we that they didn't and it was Tucker. Of all people. Yeah, I know, right? But, you know, they didn't explain the significance of it. Like, but it is a thing that's established. It is a th- yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah, I... You know, they they took many things from a mock time, the Star Trek, the original series episode. And that's the... F- I think that's the first time we see it in a mock time. Uh, what is that? Is that in the original series? Yeah, the original series. Yeah. Okay. Because um, Leonard Nimoy um, was Jewish, and he said, "Let's have a a greeting amongst Vulcans." And he had told a story when he was a little boy at a, at the synagogue that the priest would do the double shin. For God, I think, and you're not supposed to look, but he was, but he looked, and he suggested that as the greeting, and I mean, I've, I mean, it's it's appeared in pop culture, right? I just see it as, you know, during COVID, it was suggested for like a instead of the handshake, you know, we do this instead, you know, astronauts in space. To the dedication of those Star Trek actors who have passed, or whatever the case might be, have done it on Instagram or in space. President Obama has done, you know. Hmm. We've seen it in, but you know, and I'm and I'm sure it's probably done on Family Guy or yeah, oh yeah, some other movie or TV series that you know has had Star Trek fans. Oh. The Big Bang Theory, right? You know, Young Sheldon, I'm sure, um, that we've seen the Live Along and Prosper. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm happy to hear that they didn't bastardize it or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah. They, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm just surprised. that, And I guess because... So... And I guess because this is the, the 2154... Falcons that they're not that they haven't grown to Spock's Vul- Vulcans or Tuvok's Vulcans um yeah I don't know okay 
Okay. Cool. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> thank you. Sorry for the abrupt about face there, but I thought that was important. We can edit that all. We can no, edit all that. I'm not, out. I, won't, I won't edit it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I, I just thought that was important because I, like I said, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. the first time we've seen it, which could make it okay. the first, like, chronological appearance. Okay. Yep. If, if we're going by by the uh, chronology. Yeah, sure. Um, so, I just just thought that was important to point out. So, yes. Anyway, everyone. Until next time, live long, prosper. I'm making the hand sign. And you may can't the force be with you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, see you.